to please watch this podcast where two film-loving mates with gaps in their viewing history recommend films to each other so they can once and for all answer the question, who has better taste? I'm Sam Blakely, as I always have been. I'm joined, as I always have been, by Hugh Dempsey. Hugh, how's it going? Hello. Hi. I've just realised the table that I'm recording on is quite squeaky. Squeaky, leaky, (laughs) And it was was just, we were, I was just sat here dead silent and then I leaned a little bit on the table and it just squeaked and a big big, uh, noise appeared on the, uh, let's do it again. I'm going to have to sit back. I'm going to have to do something to stop this because it's it's so natural to lose the one who does the edit. So for me and you, it's fine. Painless, Hugh, that's a good few hours of your, yeah, yeah. Or, or constantly leaning yeah. forward or backwards. Now, the more important news is we're joined uh, for the, I want to say, fifth time uh, by brother of me, Joe Simon Blakely. How's it going, Joe? Hey, good. Thank you. <laughs> That's good. I think it's episode, I think it's the sixth time I've been on. So we've had Fargo, sure. Big Lebowski, well, Office you've been Space, 24-hour so... party people. Oh, 24-hour party people. Someone I was forgetting. Yeah. I don't know. They're, yeah, they're some yeah. of my favourite to listen back to. Clerks. Because, what was it? Oh yeah, clerks. Clerks, clerks of course. Clerks. clerks, yeah. Clerks, uh, <laughs> yeah. And every, I've realised every episode that we have with Joe is eminently quotable comedies, um, and we spend the whole yeah. time just laughing and quoting things. And would you know it? <laughs> we've got possibly the most quotable <laughs> film of all time, or certainly top five uh, cult classic. This is Spinal Tap, most commonly referred to as Spinal Tap. Now, Hugh, it, it was a real surprise to me when I found out you hadn't seen it. Had you had you seen parts of it before? You knew. I know you. I knew. I know that you I'd knew the eleven goes to eleven stuff, but yeah. Um, I knew that it was like a, a mockumentary about a rock band, and I knew that obviously the you know it was all kind of imp- most of it was improvised, and I kind of I knew the bare bones of it so to right. speak. I didn't I wasn't I knew that one of the guys uh, Harry Shearer who does the voice of like Smithers and Mr Burns on The Simpsons was in it, but beyond that I didn't really know much about it. Ah, okay, interesting. Yeah, it's just it's just one of those things. You just for somehow yeah. it never came up in our teenage years of, of watching yeah, it, it. Yeah, it was never on like Channel 4 or Film right 4 time. or anything like that. Mm. Yeah, That's what we're definitely finding with this pod, so. isn't it? It's either films you've been putting off consciously, films you just never saw when most people did or whatever, or films you, you really think you're not going to like and therefore don't watch. And I'm, I'm thinking it's probably yeah. in the first camp of... Oh no, wait, on the second. I, I think with this one, <laughs> with this one, I think obviously... I would have maybe watched it sooner if we hadn't done the podcast. Right. I think there's a few films that I kind of I put off watching because I knew we were going to do this. Yes, and uh, that is interesting. In, in my watch list, I feel like I can't watch those films. I mean, there's still thousands out there, I've heard. Um, but yeah, it does kind of put you off. It's been a year and a half or so we've done the pod now. So quite possibly mm. we would have seen it in the past. Now, Joe, what's your what's your history of this film? I think you've seen it more than I have. I've literally only seen it once or twice, I think. Um, am I right in thinking you'd seen it um, earlier and more often? I, I can't remember the first time I saw this film. I've only seen it a few times, maybe four or five at the most, including this week. Um, I think it was one of those films that Mum liked before we right, did, yeah, and kind of either introduced it or mentioned it. And then, um, I, I, my earliest memory of Spinal Tap is when they were on yeah, The Simpsons, same. yeah. I didn't at the time. I didn't know it was based on a, a film, um, and then since discovered the film, I really Which Simpsons remember. episode of the end. It's the one where Bart start, uh, wants to learn guitar and Otto Man moves in with him. It's it's like season two or three, yeah. really early. Episode. Yeah, him and Milhouse Something go like see that. Spinal Tap, 
And he's like, yeah. he comes out and he's got Springfield written on the back of his guitar. He's like, "Hello, Springdon." <laughs> oh, is that is that, <laughs> oh, is, that spi- is that Spinal Tap? And obviously, as you say, oh, Harry Shearer is one of the was... voice actors, and they have the actual band come to play. Yeah, yeah. I always thought that was like a, the Rolling Stones or something. This is it. I think to no, our I young minds, Aaron... that was just a rock band that adults know about, and we don't. I, th- I think yeah. they do that joke a couple of times. I think um, the Ramones do it for Mr. Burns's birthday, <laughs> and he's like, "Hello, Saint Louis," or something. <laughs> yeah. And Aerosmith does it that's as well. Right, that's right. <laughs> and, it's, and it's good. And there is a, a kind of rich, you know, like there's a good mixed heritage of Simpsons and Spinal Tap, and we'll get into that in, t- in terms of the things I like. And you know, they were they were sort of a real band for a bit. Did some live gigs for real. If you look at, say, Michael McKean's, um, McKean's uh, IMDb, most of his appearances are as David St. Hubbins uh, on, like, Saturday Night Live or, you know, or Arsenio Hall or whatever. Just, like, chat shows they went on as Spinal Tap, which I found really fascinating. Mm, I think I think they performed at Glastonbury, didn't they? That rings a bell. In, like, 2007. That definitely should have come <laughs> up in my research, but uh, it didn't. <laughs> that's that's something I've noticed as the pod progresses. That's why we have you on, Joe. <laughs> exactly, to get, yeah. To get the uh, bits that Sam misses out. I'll just point out I've done no research. I, I didn't even read the IMDb trivia. Good Lord. Um, so I think the last time I was on was Clerks, was all I did was quote the trivia and... I probably I was probably quite boring in that episode, so I thought not going to prepare. No, no, Joe, it's fine. You're boring all the time. Oh, right. well, your opinions too. Right. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> like for our for our second ever episode, Princess Bride, and Rob Ryan film. I read two books <laughs> for that for this one. Yeah, so you know if you listen to this because you clicked barely, on Spinal Tap, barely read the trivia. Yeah, we're, I'm afraid we don't know more than you do. I, it's definitely a film I wish I'd watched a few times over the last month in preparation for this episode because um my favorite thing to one of my favorite things to do is to quote the office and i really appreciate when people can quote the office you know obviously the uk original and there's a couple of facebook groups that do it really really well and uh, standingly well and i feel like this film is so good for having a quote for any scenario i just don't have them readily on hand the same way i would have for like a brent quote or an alan partridge quote or something like that um you know, so I'd like to pepper them into the conversation, but listen, I'm really sorry. Go and listen to another podcast if you want to... Actually, don't do that. Uh, listen all the way through, listen back a couple of times, and then go listen to a proper... Recommend it to your friends. Well. <laughs> Recommend it to your friends. So, Hugh, let me give you a quick synopsis. You basically did it anyway. It's a rock mockumentary, or a mock rockumentary, um, about a fake band, but it's done in a very... Should we call it a rock mockumentary? A rock mock. I'll just call it a rock mock and sock connection yeah. um, for short <laughs> and it's yeah it's Carry uh, on, innovative sorry. it's probably the first of it shall we just try and like throw him off his stride every time now for this it's episode a, it's a shock knock rock knock <laughs> it's a rom-com zom uh, rockumentary <laughs> thing yeah uh, fusion. So yeah. Anyway, it follows a band. It, it's blues, jazz, it's over, jazz, blues. Uh, over a short period of time, plot-wise, there's very little plot. It's just a a band who are uh, kind of where are they now? They're on, band. Tour, They're on they? a tour, but it's not going well. It's basically the better version of um, Life on the Road, David Brent film. Uh, you know, it's actually a good film, <laughs> which that one isn't. But in terms of the things, you know, so I'm going to get Joe to focus mostly on this, but just while I've mentioned uh, Life on the Road, the, the great thing about this film is it's got great songs, but also a good film around it. Whereas Life on the Road, I genuinely think has great songs, but it's just not much of a film around it. So Joe, as our quality as, stream, as our esteemed <laughs> guest, Joe, what are the things you really love about this Spinal Tap? 
Um, oh, I think I just I like it for what it is. It's, every scene is quotable. Yeah, every scene's it's got a lot of great visual humor. Uh, and it it was like it wasn't the first mockumentary, but it was the first that really got got popular. You know, what was the first? Um, and uh, I don't know, Hard Day's Night, maybe. Oh, right. I, well, don't that, I suppose that they rock. Yeah, what you're saying is not the first rock rockumentary. Yeah, yeah. But it might be the first mockumentary. Mockumentary, true. Yeah, and there's been plenty since. Obviously, we did. Um, there's uh, what we do in the shadows. Yep. Um, Basically, every American best in show for the last for ten years. <laughs> yeah, especially yeah. if Michael Schur is involved. everything. Yeah, everything that uh, Christopher Guest has ever yep. done. Um, yeah, oh, best in show, waiting for Guffman. Uh, Borat as well I suppose is a, mo- is a yeah. mockumentary yeah, 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 um, yeah but I don't think it's been topped since it came out in 1983 yeah. Pos- yeah possibly what we do in the shadows but it's the best rock you mockumentary <laughs> 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 what's, what's it's competition though what's that one with the uh, Ruttles what's that come out since that's that, what, what was that band yeah the, the Ruttles oh yeah the, what was that band did the Ruttles come out I think like, the Ruttles came out first what else I can't remember it came out in the 70s I'm thinking of something else there was something oh, uh, what was that called um who knows? Anyway, no, I don't know. yeah, listener, you. What know. about you, Sam? What, uh, you know, that's you that's like obviously very true. Uh, it's so incredibly quotable. It's got a sense of humour that I really like about the Simpsons writers. I remember listening to a podcast. Um, uh, it was like an old cracked podcast episode, and they had on some of the Simpsons writers. Some of the people I didn't know. Then it wasn't like Al Jean, but it was like those guys, and they just had this like lovely, um, sort of innocent, funny, charismatic kind of hard to pin down really they're sort of just like working american guys that are really funny they're not like whip smart trying to be the cleverest in the room sort of people they just they all talk like most simpsons characters do if that makes sense yeah. you know and when we get into yeah. uh, roger ebert's review later I'll, I'll 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 phrase that in a more articulate way because he wrote it and it's kind of silly but not nasty and it's a very christopher guest film uh, have you Hugh, have you ever seen any other christopher guest films like waiting for guffman best in show for your consideration. No, I've not actually. Um, I hear, um, I'm not watching Best in Show, I hear that's yeah, good. Yeah, we'll definitely do some uh, over the next however many months uh, we do the podcast for. Um, it's, yeah, it's just really silly, like I say, genuinely good music. When I was watching it again yesterday, because um, it has been years since I saw it, I'd, I'd forgotten that... I recognised all the songs and I'd forgotten that they were Spinal Tap songs. I thought they were just songs, you know. So when I heard things like, the, you know, choruses of like big bottoms and stuff I thought oh god I actually thought that was just a song <laughs> you know in the same way that Queen have fat bottom girls and all that sort of stuff um, mm. and you know you, you, can, you, can, you can see they're really playing it's also really short which is a bad thing for a film you love but it's like an hour and twenty if that you know it's a really mm. really short film um, which I think is great a comedy shouldn't be longer than 90 minutes I mean a lot of people praise the what's it called the other guys and it's like two hours and they've got all these subplots about his wife and stuff. And I just think, this is so boring. You know, why are you adding another 30 or 40 minutes that doesn't need to be there? Yeah. Um, the costumes are great. <laughs> now you've just made me think of the other guys where she's like, you want to come home to these? And she rubs like a tit in his face. Yeah, exactly. It's not it's very funny, is it? <laughs> it's quite funny. <laughs> it's, uh, just, it's got an inexplicably hot yeah, life. Yeah, even yeah. then. Yeah. It's just I, I've... I've 
I can't remember most of that yeah. film. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's all right. You know, it's not. It's got a few funny bits in it. Yeah, mm. yeah, but they, they could. Anyway, we're not here to talk about that film, are we? Costume wise, you know, <laughs> really, really kind of. Great costumes, especially Harry Shearer looking like you know futuristic Baldrick <laughs> from that red, from that uh, Blackadder episode. You know, just really fantastic. Yeah. Obviously, really great sets and really great scenes. And every single scene I remembered, like I said, I hadn't seen it for for several years. I felt like I didn't remember a lot of the film, and then I watched it. I thought, oh, actually, I remember everything about that that film. Every scene is memorable. Yeah. And um, you know, a lot of people have commented on its realism. Um, Edge from U2 was like, this isn't a documentary. This isn't um, a mockumentary. This is real. This is a documentary. You know, he basically thought it was real. And everybody. Sam, thought it was Sam, real Sam. At the time. Sam, why did Bono fall off the stage? Something about the Edge. He, uh, something... he, he stood too close to the Edge. So we're going to. Uh, so, anyway. Comedy! Joe, <laughs> uh, what, what might you not like about this is Spinal Tap? Good jokes. <laughs> well, uh, judging by Hugh's sense of humour, it might have been a bit too. Like, like yeah. <laughs> You're too stupid for this film, <laughs> given the jokes you just told. Uh, um, I can't remember what I've write down. Uh, yeah, consult your notes. I have. Yeah, I, I gonna... have like nothing. You know, like there's. I don't think there's a problem with this. Plot-wise, it's not particularly sophisticated but it doesn't have to be because it's realistic I mean I don't think Hugh would mind about that I honestly think Hugh's going to give this at least a 9 I think this is right up Hugh's Strasser I yeah I think Hugh liked it which spoke before we started recording I'm not going to yeah um, I think he did like it I was worried that we'd maybe get a space ball situation mm. where it would be overhyped right. um, and it just end up watching it just wasn't that funny but yeah I think Hugh liked it We'll find mm. out, if you, uh, listener. And I hope you're as on edge as we are, not like Bonner. Um, so we'll go for a quick break. Are you standing too close to the edge as well? <laughs> Don't stand so close to me. Uh, that's Sounds like I'm close to the edge, but not like that. No, you're not close to the edge because you don't know him in real no. life. I mean, few do, I imagine. <laughs> How is the drummer? The drummer is fine. <laughs> Larry Mullins, I think he's called. Is that what he's called? Larry Mullins? It is. Yeah. Larry Mullins Jr. Yeah. What's the other one called? The bass? No one ever remembers the bass player. <laughs> Adam something. Adam, uh, you're Irish. Oh, you're a bass player, so... Yeah. Well, you're, you're Irish. You're, oh, yeah, they're just... Yeah, they're, yeah, everyone knows them. You know, Larry Mullins and Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go for that. Adam Clayton. That's, <laughs> that's, that's actually it. That's Right. The drummer? The drummer is fine. Yeah, Larry Mullins is fine. <laughs> we all know. Oh, right. And those are your mum's cataract glasses. He's, he's not Bono, he's rubbish. <laughs> so, I mean, there's an old Partridge quote for every occasion. So, we're going to go for that break, I promise, two minutes ago. When we get back, we'll get Hugh's views. Hello and welcome back. We're ready for Hugh's views. Hugh, what did you like about this cult classic, This Is Spinal Tap? <laughs> no pressure there then, Sam. <laughs> um, so it's a comedy film. That's very funny. It passes the old <laughs> classic six last test, doesn't it? Oh, it's, in uh, the first Mark six Kermode, minutes. Or his champions. Yeah, um, there's just some great... You know, the, you know, even though I knew it was coming and I'd seen some of the bits of that scene before, that pause when he goes... But this goes to eleven. <laughs> you know, it still made me laugh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously that was the 
the joke that everyone kind of knew in it but like the stuff about the drummers I wasn't expecting <laughs> uh, I didn't know about the um, I didn't know about the Stonehenge bit <laughs> oh really um, no, that's just cool. little just little silly gags like they get lost in the, um, yeah. the auditorium <laughs> rock and roll and playing and, <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, like, and that completely throws them um I was saying to Joe off air, I, I like the bit when they're trying to remember the first song they wrote together, but oh, they yeah. can't remember yeah. it. <laughs> I love that you know, song. Most bands would be like, oh yeah, we, we'd we love, you know, we, we could easily remember this, but they can't. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the fact that he gets the, um, yeah, the fact that he gets this dimensions wrong on the, the Stonehenge <laughs> the monument. Inches, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or um, just the visual, there's a lot of good visual gags in this actually, yeah. which I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. Like when... <laughs> Harry Shearer's character gets stuck inside the pod <laughs> and then it's like you see him with a hammer and then it escalates <laughs> up to a blowtorch and it just cuts, and he's like you know at first you see him messing with the electrics trying to get that to work and it just kept escalating and then he finally gets out gets the big chair and then he has to go back inside <laughs> gets, gets back in. <laughs> halfway between <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah it's eminently quotable mm-hmm. um just some absolutely silly lines in it you know you can just throw away they throw away just such good lines yeah. in this where it's like oh I don't want to stand too close you know don't want anyone to think I'm in the band <laughs> <laughs> you know silly things like that that yeah. normally wouldn't be funny but because they're in such an awkward situation it's very good awkward comedy isn't it well like you said earlier you know you knew that it was part improvised or most improvised and that comes from that I think because if you wrote some yeah. of these lines you would put them front and centre wouldn't you whereas if it's in conversation sometimes you will say something by the by that's actually the funniest part of that conversation yeah um, and it's actually like a good rockumentary isn't it like mockumentary because uh, again I was saying to Joe Fair that some of the songs in it are like borderline sort of like they they are silly but they're just a little bit silly. Yeah. Like if they were a little less silly, they. I was saying like I think there's that one. You know when they they like kind of look like the Kinks or the Beatles, like the oh, early yeah. sixty yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's good <laughs> that song when he's talking about money, it's like I could imagine that being. If I heard that on the radio, I wouldn't know that was a Mickey Take song. Yeah. I would just assume it was a normal song. Mm. You know why is it any different to like something like what Pink Floyd did with money? You know what I mean. <laughs> What's really funny as well, this this being made in the early 80s, that stuff was only like 15 years behind them or slightly more. That'd be like making a making like a video about something from 2003 or 4 <laughs> right now. You know, that's that's really weird. Like because... a Nickelback ro- rocking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, 17 years later. <laughs> that's what everyone cried out for, isn't it? Um, so yeah, it is funny. It's just, it is clever. It's it's so silly as well I love how silly it is because mm. it is daft isn't yeah. it because there's the big narcissists and you know the bit when he's talking about um, oh I imagine in a few months I won't even remember that he was in the band or something like that or, yeah. you know I feel like I did about all the other people I've played with and he's like oh surely these aren't like the people you've you know you've played with before he's like you know your longest standing collaborator <laughs> or whatever and he's like no, I don't care. I can't remember what he, what he, he also say? says. I He's think like, I'd, I'd oh, probably probably care more if I wasn't so heavily sedated right now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, Rob Reiner does a great job in this. Like, actually, just staying straight. Yeah. He's got to be the straight man while they, there's all this silliness around them like when he's interviewing them about the drummers that have all died and it's like you know what was it best uninvestigated or yeah, the yeah he's, he died in a Mr. Um, 
in mysterious garden. Bizarre garden. Yeah. Yeah. Authorities said best leave it unsolved. <laughs> 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 Imagine that. Like keep a straight face. Well, this is the fascinating um, kind of you know most like you said most people know it's kind of improvised. What's really fascinating was. Um, they spent months and months coming up with their character histories so those things were decided beforehand and they knew everything like uh, so there's a great interview with the, with the four of them Rob Reiner and the three uh, leads uh, from only last year and Harry Shearer saying yeah I knew my father he was a telephone, ha- a telephone sanitizer, handset sanitizer from here and there <laughs> and all this sort of stuff they knew all their old band names and all this they didn't know what questions Rob Reiner was oh, going to ask funny, them isn't it? But they did know the answers mm. to them in in advance, if that makes sense. You know, they didn't know yeah. the question was going to come up, and then sometimes they would just slay him because he would either not know that stuff, or the way they phrased it was just, you know, like you can't dust for vomit. Uh, just <laughs> what's the um, the bit when they're talking about the band names where it's like what did they say oh that they were the originals uh, but then we found out there's another band called the originals so we became the, the new, new originals the new originals <laughs> and they changed, and their, they name. changed their name back to their own <laughs> <laughs> and then we became what the, the regulars Thames or something, something like that. <laughs> that's right the Thames <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, so yeah what else did I like about this film Sam um yeah, obviously it's all a lot of it's improvised, and yeah, that comes across. But like a lot of films use improvisation as their comedy vehicle. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's it's a great way to get natural laughs. I think because they're the stuff that if it made it into the edit, you know, they're the things that were genuinely funny. Yeah. Like they could have rambled for ten minutes and said some absolute dross, but yeah. the one peach <laughs> of a line that comes out of these right. you know talented comedic actors which is what is, Judd Apatow uh, needs to learn which is like cut some of them out <laughs> you know cut some of these uh, yeah. these, like just keep it to the bare well, these films go on fucking forever well, as well it. It could maybe have you ever seen This great... Is 40 that's... Jesus <laughs> yeah. I was 40 by the time I finished watching it <laughs> but if you made an 80 or 90 minute video like film like this you know this it would be and it, it kind of in, in line with that improvisation thing it sort of for me breaks the rule in comedy that the more fun they had shooting it the less fun you have watching it. Like a lot, you know, as much as I've liked some John Apatow films, a lot of his bad films are like that. You go, these people probably had a lovely three months shooting this together with their best (laughs) mates and getting high or whatever. But in this film, you actually enjoy enjoy watching it because it moves at a pace as well, doesn't it? Yeah, Yeah, and I think... The fact that it is what like ninety minutes—it's that's a that's a blessing, isn't it? I think yeah. because you can you can upstay your welcome with stuff like this. They could have gone off into all sort of silly sort of areas with this, but they just went. No, they're on tour. Here's the start. Here's the party at the start. Yeah. You go through all the things that happen on tour. It is quite like, fast paced, isn't it? Yeah. Like um, sometimes the scene will just sort of end. Yeah. yeah, and there's no like you're expecting a punchline, but because it's a mock documentary yeah it's that's what real life yeah. is like mockumentary you know? yeah <laughs> real life doesn't really have punchlines in every scene and yeah, no it just no. sort of if then it just moves to the next scene and then the next yeah. yeah sometimes it's funny when things like just get left in the air don't they and peter out because yeah. that's the the awkward nature of the comedy um and finally um yeah the music's really good in it isn't it like i said i mentioned already sort of it borderlines on silly but you know, if you didn't know it was silly, you might actually think it was good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the number one rule of a comedy song, make it a good song first and foremost. And yeah. Then, you know, get the comedy from there. Because, yeah, like you said, they're genuinely good and you can see why they why they went on a, I mean, a bit of a tour as well. I mean, yeah, I mean, my list for what's good about this film is quite short, but it's that's all you need to say, really. Yeah. 
they're all significant points. What about your list of things that weren't good about the film? Um, the only thing that I put down was, and I think this is more to do with expectation rather than actual the film itself is perhaps it maybe wasn't there wasn't as many gags in it as that I was expecting there wasn't right. it wasn't like a laugh a minute film it was sort of long periods of not big jokes and then you'd have a big joke but when you did get a big joke it was very funny like there weren't bad jokes there was no yeah. bad jokes in this that I remember I didn't I didn't sit and know oh that was a bit bad or a bit awkward um, but that, I think that's more yeah none of them fall flat really like um, Ghostbusters for example almost all their jokes fall flat yeah. when you watch it back this is about the same sort of period and they don't, they don't fall flat do they? no no they don't um, the other, I think the only joke that, the only bit I didn't really like when it came to them trying to make a bit out of it was and it's still kind of funny because it's just a, a rock star being pickety about something yeah. is when he's complaining about the bread and the guy's like oh yeah you just follow it up and do it like that and he's like yeah but I don't want to do that and it's like oh, okay that's, it was funny but yeah that's but that's it I mean it's a very short list I wish I could I wish I could be sat here going no I don't think this film's good and I don't get why it's so influential <laughs> but it's it is good and it is and there's a he reason he wants to do that Joe he wants to do I that I don't he's want to do it a sadist <laughs> and or masochist <laughs> I know it's just it's funny isn't it it's... is this is that payback for Spaceballs you wanted to get back at it but actually <clears throat> it was too funny a film no I wanted you to find Spaceballs funny to be honest I'm just yeah well that's, dead, that's the ideal disappointed everybody loves all the films that you didn't find it funny yeah, but, but we're not yeah, here to like talk I said about on the episode, it's really funny on the page. That. No, we're not. We're not. We're not going to dig up old graves. We're not. No. Um, yeah, I think really the bulk of our episode is going to be on our favourite lines and scenes. Basically, and so let's, <laughs> let's get into it. Yeah. So we'll start with favourite scene. Joe, what is your favourite scene in this film? Um, what did I? <clears throat> well, I, th- I think because I've, I've written down one scene, but I'm torn now between two, between that and another scene. Um. The one I wrote down was the the final scene, which doesn't seem like a docu- a scene from a documentary. It seems more like a movie scene. You know where Nigel is sort of stood backstage and he's uh, oh yeah nods to Dave and he comes back on. It's like his uh, triumphant return. Triumphant, um, yeah. Because I'm a sucker for that sort of like those kind of reunions. It's sweet, film. isn't it? Yeah, it's just nice. I know it's more like a movie ending rather than a, a documentary, but yeah, I, I wrote that one down, but. I'm, now I'm torn between that and the scene where they play at the Air Force Base. <laughs> that whole scene's hilarious. Yeah. Just when what is it that go, some some radio or something goes off? Yeah, it interrupts the. Um, it picks. It, it, yeah, the his um, pocket amp picks up the wrist, like some air, some radio chatter traffic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he storms off. And we have Fred Willard. He's on screen for about. He's two amazing, minutes, but steals the show a little bit. Just a wonderful cameo. He's in. He's in a lot of the same films as. Um, Who's this? Sorry, Chris, sorry, Chris, sorry, Fred, Fred Willard. Fred oh, it's Fred Willard. Willard. He's the guy who says, um, you know, uh, they'll think I'm in the bad here. Is that Fred Willard? I didn't yeah. even realise that was Fred Willard. Oh, yeah, he plays, R.I.P. Uh, he plays Air, Air, Air Force... Great Fred Willard. Air Force base... Air Force Lieutenant Bob <laughs> Stratton. He's got, <laughs> he's got a name. Um, he's, yeah. he's, 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 he's great. Like, he's, he's, he's in... Um, actor, isn't he? He's like... He's a straight man, but he's saying silly, innocently yeah. funny, semi-moronic question, uh, you know, comments. Yeah, he's 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 in a lot. Of, he's in waiting for Guffman, I think, as well. Also, um, one um, some someone I was expecting to see in Spinal Tap, so I've not seen it for a while, and there are a few cameos that I didn't 
noticed the first time around. Uh, Eugene Levy and um, <clears throat> what's her name? Uh, Angelica Hughes. No, uh, what's uh, what's her name? She she plays the mum in Home Alone. Um, oh, Catherine O'Hara. Yeah, because Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara play a married couple in a lot of things, which is weird because right. they're not <laughs> like married in real life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I was expecting them to see them at some point, but they didn't turn up. <laughs> Fred Willard and Eugene Levy, they're sort of, in some ways, interchangeable out there. It's kind of like a straight man doesn't know how funny the things are that he's yeah. saying. You know, Has anyone watched that shit? It's quite a Is it actually any good? Yeah, it's, I, I love it. Oh, is it good? I think it's great. Would you recommend yeah. it? Yeah, Katie's a big fan. I've seen the odd episode here and there, but I've, I've loved everyone I've seen. Mm. I think Eugene Levy wrote it with his son. Mm, I thought it looked really bad, but... Yeah, I like it. They've done like six series, haven't they, in about three years or something. Yeah. Sorry, I just off topic. It, I just wanted to see if no, yeah, thought it was worth watching. Yeah, I, I started it and then didn't didn't fall in love with it. But Nick has she just binged the whole six seasons in about a week. <laughs> I've really loved it's it. It's weird yeah, you can discover a season while it's in its seventh season. Yeah, uh, discover a show <laughs> like I've just started watching um, Sin, uh, Silicon Valley. Oh yeah. Um, and that's brilliant and mm. I think they made how many seasons of that I don't know because I stopped watching I think after the third quite a few <laughs> it was about five they might still be making ago. it I don't know mm. anyway what were we saying uh, Sam was going to ask me what my favourite scene was favourite oh, yeah. CQ yeah give us it oh Spinal Tap yeah right. <laughs> yeah Spinal Tap yeah yeah um, so for me the funniest scene of the film by a country mile is the Stonehenge <laughs> and it's funny when the like they're there was the druids and <laughs> things that are going nobody knows <laughs> but, um, and then the little looks more like the symbol for pie comes down doesn't it and then you just know, it just comes out of left field these dwarves dressed as like what are they dressed like Freaking druids, elves. Or... Oh, yeah, they're yeah, just like elves, aren't they? And they start dancing around really it and knocking it over. Yeah, really just so funny. You know, actually, this is a good, good point. So, but that... I've got quite a lot of quotes from the Roger Ebert. Um, Review, and I'll just give you a, f- a few sentences that are related to that. He says, To appreciate the skill of Reiner and his editors, observe the way they prepare for the payoff. Instead of simply showing the erroneous prop descending from above, they include a scene where we are told what will happen. Then, after immediate f- intermediate footage to create anticipation, we see the disastrous moment. This is a rare case where it helps to know the punchline before it arrives. We are laughing not only at what happens, which is funny enough, but at the reactions of the band members who have not been prepared. <laughs> and I love their discussion. Like, also... <laughs> are we going to use it tonight? Of course we're not going to fucking use it tonight. Technical question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or practical question. And I do love the fact that it's funny, but it then cuts away and then it's the argument about about the Stone yeah. and, and the, um, the dwarves, yeah. And... I don't know. Is it is it tasteless to have dwarves dancing around something? Well, the joke is that them. Is it the joke is not working? Is the joke is the management for thinking that would solve their problem? <laughs> We're not laughing at the dwarves. Other little people are, you know. And then, yeah, is that why the the dress is out? Because that's the only costumes they can find. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I've, I get problems and I solve them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What about you then, Sam? What was your favourite uh, scene? You know, but like hopefully I think I've the, you. the Stonehenge scene as a scene is great. The him getting trapped in the cocoon is great as a scene. They're kind of standout scenes. I think the scene that made me love the film was when they're discussing their former drummers, 
you know, and, and like just their just their talking sort of scenes. And um, you, you probably have heard that they, instead of taking lots of money to make this film, they instead said, "Okay, give us a bit of money. We'll make a twenty-minute, basically improvised thing to show people what it looks like." And I don't know which scenes that that twenty minutes involve, but I suspect maybe the interview scenes like that, you know, where where Rob Brown is just interviewing them. And they're just they're just the funny sort of line for line the funniest scenes, I find. It's got ten of my favorite quotes, you know, in those in those small scenes. I like how it's somehow implied that they were involved in those deaths, but it's never really it's never really investigated. It's just, it's just like, well, nobody can prove who's for me. <laughs> do you like do you, authority said just you know stop you know stop, you like, on top of that? Then Sam, do you like the bit when he's interviewing the drummer in the bath and he's like, I mean, the law of averages means that I should be fine. And then he spontaneously combusts. I think doesn't he towards the end? Yeah, or spontaneously just explodes. So I think this yeah, is a nice new drama in Japan. Japan. Okay. So I'll start with mine just because it's it's in that in those scenes. So um, I should say I put this out on the socials to some extent, and a good friend of mine, Steve Allen, said that his favourite line was um, the review you had on Shark Sandwich, which was merely a two-word review, <laughs> just said shit sandwich <laughs> when I was sitting there you know, you know when if you're watching a comedy film and you laugh out loud on your own you know it's done its job and that was a proper gut wrencher for me same yeah. as just just the phrase intravenous intravenous demilo that proper tickled me when I saw that and it's got the it's got the actual artwork with the like the, the, uh, the blood and the, uh, the whatever the, the IV stuck into her at the top of her arm oh the bit where they're discussing the um the album cover, it's like, you've got a woman on all fours with a glove <laughs> in her mouth and a dog collar. It's 1982. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's sexist. Well, what's wrong with being sexy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he's like, no, sexist. <laughs> um, I won't take up all the lines then, so uh, Joe, I'll go to you. What would you say is your number one? Um, I like the one in the Air Force base when he's he's saying it, um, the lieutenant says, you know, we want you on stage at sort of nineteen hundred hours. <laughs> um, I make it eighteen hundred and thirty hours, and Nigel goes, so what's uh, what's that? Fifty hours? Uh, <laughs> like even if you don't have <laughs> even if you don't have a concept of military time, that's still way off. <laughs> Fifty hours, uh, hundred and twenty hours. <laughs> He's like, no, half an hour. <laughs> it's about thirty minutes, give or take. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you say what your favourite line was? Yeah, it was the the shit sandwich one. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. And yeah. the two or three times that whenever whenever Rob Reiner asked a question about you know what what about this drummer. Oh, he, he died. Because um, <laughs> it's my favourite two-word thing. I'll sometimes say it, it like when I shouldn't say it, you know. So like, I'll, I've said it to my class sometimes, teaching class. So I, I might be talking about another teacher or like a, a famous case study in psychology, and someone might say, "What's he? What's what's he doing now?" I'll just, "Oh, he died." And, and I'll go, "Wait, I shouldn't <laughs> say that in this context." <laughs> it's just my favourite thing to say. Oh, he's dead now. He's dead now. <laughs> Um, so my favourite line I mean obviously the fam- most famous line from the film kind of got 
I knew it already yeah. so I kind of had to see what caught me sort of by surprise and off guard and made me laugh objectively against <laughs> not no, obviously knowing that line but um, it, it I've already mentioned it's the bit at the beginning uh, sorry the bit of the um, with the when they're doing the, the druid song and he's like in ancient times <laughs> hundreds of years before the dawn of history an ancient race of people the druids <laughs> I mean already factually wrong <laughs> but then he goes no one knows who they were <laughs> and the kicker or what they were doing <laughs> it's, it's proper quizzical or what they were doing <laughs> like yeah what were they what, what were they doing <laughs> it just floored me oh it was so funny any other lines you guys want to oh, mention before we move on because I'm sure we've got many to go through there's, there's some that come up in like me and Joe are big fans of uh, Russell Brand's old radio show and there's some that I didn't even realise were f- quotes from this film you know that they're things he'd said a lot like he'd he'd said the what's wrong with being sexy line when somebody called him sexist <laughs> and uh, <laughs> another one that comes up a lot in all kinds of places is you know gives you some, gives you some perspective yeah too much fucking perspective <laughs> <laughs> when they're at the grave of Elvis <laughs> wonderful line Oh, when they're trying to sing. Oh, when they're trying to sing. Um, the, what's the song? They're, they're trying to harmonise. Yeah. Since my baby left me. No, wrong key. Wrong key. It should be the same key. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any other lines, Joe, that you like in this film? Oh, I haven't written, written it down. down. Oh my god! Oh, did you just do the one? Mm. Did you just write one down? Yeah, and then I wrote the one about uh, best authority said best just leave it unsolved. <laughs> That's a great line. <laughs> the other one I wrote down was uh, it's when the uh, Ian Faith, the band manager, comes and he goes, "The Boston gig has been cancelled," and David says, "What? <laughs> yeah." I won't worry about it though. It's not a big college town. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious. That's such a throwaway line, isn't it? You know, and there's one as well that's like another Nigel Tufnell line because he's got this innocent moron moronicism. Uh, I'm sure that's the word. It's like, how much more black could this be? And the answer is none. None more black. (laughs) (laughs) That bit is funny when they get the album and they're all so perplexed. (laughs) Like, what? What? What is this? Because she she obviously told him about the white album earlier in earlier in the film. (laughs) Well, (laughs) where do we go from there? I like the bit where he's showing him his guitars and he says uh, he just picks one up. He goes, "Listen to the sustain on that. Listen to it. I can't hear anything." Yeah, but. If someone was playing, <laughs> you could go out for a bite and come back so, and still be still be sustained. <laughs> don't 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 even point at it. <laughs> well, don't touch it. <laughs> don't again, look at it. On the, uh, it's never on, been played. On the, on the throwaway line <laughs> thing, this this might even be one that that I mean, it's definitely one I didn't pick up first time. I watched it again today. So Marty's talking about their reviews of their album. Let's talk about your reviews a little bit. Regarding Intravenous de Milo, this tasteless cover is a good indication of the lack of musical invention within. The musical growth rate of this band cannot even be charted. They are treading water in a sea of retarded sexuality and bad poetry. And Nigel says, that's that's nitpicking, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> because you know, similarly with the shit sandwich, I should say again with the, with the socials, with the shit sandwich one, uh, it says you know well you can't you can't you can't print that, <laughs> you know like when when they're talking about that as a review, my, my good friend Sean, uh, also friend of the show, let's say, uh, also quoted that you can't print that, um, just these little throwaway lines. Oh God, what a good yeah. What about favourite shot then, Sam? Did yeah, so we've got a favourite shot. I mean... Do you have a favourite shot, Joe? Did you? Um, yes. It's not that sort of film in a way, feature. is it? No, I did get something. You know, for me, that's... Yeah, really... I think mine was David's reaction to seeing Stonehenge, <laughs> just the look on his face. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah. I think his mouth was sort of like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I put mine was the the shot of them all in the pods. Yeah, that was my second choice. Oh, yeah, because yeah, that's just, it's so like 80s hair rock, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. You know, something else there's kind of pastiche and, you know, satirising there as well. So yeah, I quite liked that. Um, oh, quite a nice shot as well. Kind of also fits like that. that is when they're when they're all three in a line playing guitar. I think it's after they welcome Nigel back into the band, and they're all three playing yeah. together. That's quite a nice shot. You know, that's not like a comedic shot or anything like that, but that's uh, quite a nice. Yeah. One. But I think uh, Joe, did, did, you, did we get your favourite? Oh, you did. Yeah, of course. It was the, the Stonehenge one as well. Did you? Were you both like happy like that? You know, we're big in Japan. <laughs> you know, the classic. <laughs> you know, not, not made it where they want to, but the Japanese freaking love them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's classic, isn't it? Yeah, um, I liked that. We're going to have another sweet. a new feature today. Then uh, I did warn Hugh ahead of schedule with it, with all the editing work that comes with it. Um, favorite song from the film. Um, Since you've been gone, that's it. No. From the film, um, from the we know film. that's Sorry, your favourite song elsewhere. Uh, Joe, do you have a favourite song? Do I have a favourite song? Oh dear, I, th- um, I quite like working on a sex farm, <laughs> especially because it comes from I, I think it's number five in Japan. <laughs> Is it? It comes from Derek, I think, saying, you know, we, we kind of. We're a much more sophisticated <laughs> band now. We've taken, you know, I think it comes straight from that. Like we've matured, and our view on sexuality is kind yeah. of working on a sex farm. <laughs> Great job, <laughs> digging your hay. <laughs> <laughs> I quite, I quite like his little instrumental on the piano, lick my love pump. Yes, yeah, that <laughs> yeah that's cool. that's my favorite in D, yeah, yeah. in D major, the saddest <laughs> of the of the keys. Oh no, what's what's the song? So there's, there's, I can't remember the name of the song, but it's something like that. It's, it's not, the, I think it's like the second song of the film, which where it's like, uh, no, this is where he's playing the piano. Yeah, you're on about the bit. Yeah. Played. What's this? My favorite song was. Which was the one I can't remember the name of it. Oh, I can't remember is the lyrics. Big that's my favourite song. Big, no, that's it was favorite. the one after that. Uh, the one after that. I'm going to pull up because you know, funnily enough, if you go to Spotify, um, there's Hellhole tonight. I'm going to rock it tonight. Heavy Duty, Rock and Roll Creation, America. Where is it? 
I don't know. I don't know. I'll be honest with you. It, it's the one where he's singing about. Yeah, it's not like love. It's, it's a sex song anyway, <laughs> but it's not the big bottom girl one. Well, because oh, the big bottom girl, that, that's where he talks about things like uh, uh, leather tux, uh, flesh tuxedo, and that sort of stuff. Mm. That's very sexual. <laughs> You know, let's listen to Big Bottoms. Yeah. Big Bottom. So, yeah. Do you know what, actually? The, the, Good fun, that song. I know it wasn't really a song in the film, but All the Way Home, their first ever song, I really mm. love that song. There's just a couple of little lilts mm. um, in there that if you can get it in here, Hugh, that would be absolutely ideal. How's <laughs> it going? And I'm waiting for that train to bring you back. Bring me back. If she's if 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 she's not on the 519, then I'm gonna know what sorrow means, and I'm gonna cry, cry, cry all the way home, all the way home, all the way home, all the way home, all the way home. Cry, 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 cry all the way home. Fairly simple. It's about six six words in the whole song. Sounds like a over and over.
But if you can't, you if that you can't, it. fine. <laughs> Listen at home. No, you, you just heard, you just heard, you heard, it, heard it there. There we go. Oh, you, you did. Oh, you that was a good song, that. I really like it. Just listen to it. It's got the beginnings of something fantabulous. It's it's quite genuine though, isn't it? I think because it's like a, a cute little cutesy song. It's it you know if you kind of half watch this film the first time, say you were like someone put it on and you weren't really concentrating, you might not realise that this is a piss take. Yeah, yeah. You might think it's an actual rockumentary yeah. and yeah. not realise that it's a spoof. Well, Harry there, I have seen Sorry, some. Uh, I have seen some rockumentaries from the 80s and 90s of bands like like you know like Metallica. Van Halen or <laughs> yeah. Motley Crue and they are they they do come across as these hard rockers hard partying type of Petulant guys chucking TVs <laughs> out of windows but then yeah they they are t- complaining about the bread in the dressing yeah. room brown M&Ms. yeah they, yeah <laughs> you, they are silly really they're not yeah. Yeah, they're problem. having arguments about what they should wear. Yeah. Like, have you any idea how much this will cost? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even that uh, Metallica, what was that called? Some kind of monster. Or something. Some, yeah, yeah, mm. some kind of monster. Even that had this stuff where it's just ego, 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 ego. You know, they can't agree between themselves, and it's the same old tall problems that came up. You know, that they must come yeah. up every single time. Um, Last can't quite get the drum fill in, like, and they, they can't decide on how it should go. <laughs> yeah. And it's just stress, stress, stress the whole time. Um, yeah, it captures it really well. And, you know, like I said, there's there's lots of famous musicians who've either said this is this makes me cry because it's it's too real. Uh, Sting apparently loves the film, but he hates it at the same time because it's it's too close to home. And um, Harry Shearer was saying that one of the studio execs just before they were going to release it said, "Shouldn't you like wink at the camera near the start so they all know it's not real?" <laughs> and he said, "Well, thank you, but no. <laughs> such a I hate when they say stuff like that. Yeah. It's just the stupidest thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, you know, same with the Office. Uh, you know, apparently a lot of people when they first saw that." took them episodes several episodes to find out it, it was <laughs> especially if it was the first oh, it was kind you didn't like realize, this yeah I if you didn't realise you thought it was like a real life like documentary yeah like fly on the like the fly on the wall documentaries that they had on in the 90s in the early 2000s that's yeah. right well Sam I think it's time for a break it is we're going to go for a little break um, we are going to get the critical response we're going to get some ratings and a little quiz and then we'll find out what we're going to watch next week join us after the break this is a top to a, you know what we use on stage but it's very very special because if you can see yeah the numbers all go to 11 look right across the board oh. 11 oh, 11 and most of 11, the and amps go up to 10 exactly does that mean it's louder? Is it any louder? Well, it's one louder, isn't it? It's not ten. You see, most most blokes are going to be playing at ten. You're on ten here, all the way up, all the way up, yeah. all the way up. You're on ten on your guitar. Where can you go from there? Where? I don't know. Nowhere, exactly. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? I put it up to 11. 11, exactly. One louder. Why don't you just make ten louder and make ten be the top number and make that a little louder. These go to 11. Hello and welcome back to the final, uh, what do you call it, section, part of this episode of Please Watch This. Um, I'll ask you, but I always know the answer. Do you want to give your review or the critics' reviews first? Well, just do the critics. I think that's it now, isn't it? That's Do the critics first, then I'll review. 
Yeah, let's do it. So, Raw rating. Metacritic yeah, score. Do it. Do it Metacritic score, Hugh, was 92%. Is that out of 110%? <laughs> so it's out of 11. In fact, if you go to IMDb, the score, you do give the score out of 11 for this film, which is great. Although yeah, it only goes at 10. It's very funny, so they're lying. Um, there's, one, there's one reviewer for, for us, Hugh. It's Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert. <laughs> Uh, now, you might not be surprised to learn he gave it 4 out of 4 uh, for this film. Are you trying to scale that up to 2 out of 11 in your head? Uh, that's... <laughs> four, no, four, no, no, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> no. I don't know. No, I'm, I've come to terms with Roger Ebert's 4-star rating <laughs> system, which doesn't make sense at all. Uh, but anyway... Just, it... Round numbers just don't make sense either when it comes to rating things. I don't know why... Plus tens around. Two is that a good? Is that Maybe, an average? I mean, like an even number. Yeah. And if yeah. he's going to give half stars, so that means he either thinks something's yeah, terrible, right. okay, good, or brilliant. Mm. He's only got four. He's only got four sort of like tiers, hasn't he? Yeah. But then I think sometimes maybe t- I don't know. Do you think ten could be too much? But then a seven, a seven or a nine, eight or out of ten is obviously better than something that's like a six, isn't it? Yeah. But obviously a six is much better than a four. I think it's like exponential, a bit like you know the magnitude scale. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. Yeah. No idea. Yeah. Anyway, so maybe for another time, maybe. Tell us what Roger so he gave it four out of ten. He gave it hundred percent. He gave it ten out of ten. Um, he said this is Spinal Tap is one of the funniest movies ever made. The reason we feel such affection for its members is because they are so touching in their innocence and optimism. It's funny about Spinal Tap, but not cruel. It shares their pleasure in being themselves. It has affection for these three fragile egos. Yes, they're spoiled. Yes, they make impossible demands. Yes, their music is pretty bad. But they're not bad men. They're holy fools living in a dream that still somehow barely holds together for them. They deserve the last-minute rescue of their Japanese tour. Although, what have the Japanese done to deserve them? Okay, Raj. One of the loveliest ironies of this is Spinal Tap is that the band took on a life of its own after the movie came out and actually toured and released albums. Spinal Tap lives still and they haven't gotten any better. That is the original <laughs> Any other reviews for Sam? Yeah, I agree with pretty much everything Roger said. What about you, Joe? Yeah, I think yeah, he's, he's very erudite, isn't he? Damn. I'm glad he's done. <laughs> he's, he's, what is he, Sam? What's Roger uh, What's he ever done for the Japanese? Um, no, but is he, is, where's he now? Oh, uh, probably worm food. He's, oh, sorry. He's, he's, he's dead. Set him up for my <laughs> Fucking hell. Set him up. It's like, do you need, a, do you oh, need like instructions? Do you need like a sign? <laughs> he died. He died. He's dead now. Uh, we love him. Um, yeah, I mean, negative reviews-wise, <laughs> looking at Metacritic, there was one that was a 50% score, but it was one of those where the article is no longer available to read. So I just took it oh, as a bit retracted it. It's a likely story, <laughs> isn't right. it? Yeah. They deleted it out Exactly, yeah. They're not paying the domain fees. It's what's, a, it's what's her name? What's that last called? That famous... Yeah, more specific. She was on an episode recently. Who, oh, what's she criticise? I can't remember. She was on an episode of what? Uh, well, <laughs> she, she, we mentioned her in an episode of this. Oh. I think she was the woman who wrote the article about Citizen Kane. Oh, 
Oh, the essay. The, yeah. The dissertation. Um, What's her name? Listen, it answers on a postcard. <laughs> she hates everything good. Or was it, was yeah. it Bob, um, Bob Smithhauser? No. Do you remember that guy? <laughs> no. He was, he was from the... Uh, the office space. He reviewed the office space, but with a, from a Chris, Christian perspective. Let's <laughs> yeah. drinking without giving any of its negative uh, consequences. <laughs> well, remembered that name there, Joe. <laughs> I, I listen to my episodes over and over again, constantly. <laughs> Who do you think's playing them Absolutely. all the time? Well, speaking of Citizen Kid, Hugh, as, as you know, and Joe, as you know, we we. We were on uh, ContraZoom pod with our good friend Dakota Arsenal uh, talking about Citizen Kane and I did try to get his um, his opinion on the film. So before we get to your lovely reviews, we'll, we'll get Dakota's. He says, it's been a few years uh, since he's seen it, but the sheer commitment to improv in the interview scenes, then filming the ridiculousness of the stuff they created is legendary. He said, it's not as funny by today's standards, but that's only because the best jokes have been completely run into the ground by everyone repeating them. But I'd put it right alongside Airplane as one of the most seminal comedies ever made. And of course, Hugh. Surely you can't be serious. Right up. See, Hugh knows how to come in on a queue. Uh, might be. <laughs> yeah, doesn't he? Since, yeah, doesn't need doesn't need much. I just want to tell you both. Good luck. We're all <laughs> I am serious. So don't call me Shirley. Hospital. What is it anyway? Um, most important reviews though are Joe and Hugh's. Joe, I'll start with you. How many love pumps out of eleven? <laughs> it was always it going to be out of 11 wasn't Sorry, it well, was <laughs> it was never going to be out of 10 <laughs> um, I think I give this uh, a 9 out of 11 okay. so is that 9 out of 10 I'd give that a 9 out of 10 as well oh, and okay. a 9 out but of but when 11. you get to 10 where else can you go to nowhere you can't go anywhere so <laughs> so, yeah. I similarly would give this couldn't, it's couldn't we uh, round couldn't we just have the review go to 10 please go to 11 no. <laughs> My, I think similarly, hey, he I managed to get one. a ten out of eleven or a nine out of ten, maybe nine point five. Uh, Hugh, I, yeah. if I was to guess, I would say you're going to go for an eight out of ten. Therefore, let's say maybe a nine out of eleven. Um, how many love pumps? Yeah, how many much. flesh tuxedos? Yeah, probably nine out of eleven. Yeah, because it is good, isn't it? And it's a classic, but. I think the only thing I would literally the only thing I would criticise it for is maybe there could have been a few more jokes in there but then it you can't underestimate its impact yeah. do you know what I mean it's as it's as important you know something like this you might not get Simpsons if you don't get this yeah, you know definitely. what I mean it's so seminal in sort of its <clears throat> impact on comedy that the fact that maybe I'm I'm annoyed that there isn't as many jokes is because I expected so much yeah. of it yeah and when you expect so much of... I mean, what did you guys think? Because you guys both would have known it was pretty important when you saw it first, I'm guessing. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think definitely <laughs> would have. I, I must have been, I don't know, maybe 15, <clears throat> 16 or something like that. Where you're old enough to know that something's important, but not old enough to have that hype ruined for you, I think. Because it's not been hyped up your whole yeah. adult life. Uh, as it might be for you. Yeah, suppose I you I haven't had you haven't had an extra fifteen exactly, years yeah. on top of that. To, and I think also you yeah, know, maybe, there's up, a yeah. state, maybe there's a critical mass of jokes where it becomes bit too fake because it has to be real, you know. So you can't have too many one-liners and and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I think I don't know. I think when I was a teenager, it seemed like a, a hidden gem kind yeah. of thing. Not many people, not many people Cold knew. Cold classic, about it. where it's like I don't you talk know. to any film fans, Cold any comedy fans, <clears> and they'll know it. But 
Yeah, I don't mean it feels like your film. Yeah, it's it's like the the perfect mockumentary. I wonder inside cults what their favourite films are. What are their classics? Uh, <laughs> what does David Koresh like? Uh, what is he like in the Church of Matrix, Scientology? Probably. Anything by Battlefield Earth. Yeah, Battlefield Earth. I couldn't remember the name of the film. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Good film. I think that's this, that, that was that Spinal was Tap. That was Tap that was, yeah. Well, yeah, we turned it all the way up to did. 11. While I'm on the subject of, uh, well, I, I was about a minute ago, of Dakota and uh, socials and stuff, just before we do the quiz, he did actually send us an email uh, about an episode, about a film we did two weeks ago, mm-hmm. Hugh. That film being Parasite. Okay. So we've got a listener email here, yeah. Hugh. Are you ready for this? Oh, yes. Long-time listener, sometimes guest, time. and first-time caller here. Uh, I really enjoyed your Parasite episode. <laughs> though I, I, feel like I, I, sorry, I feel like you could have cut out Hugh completely and replaced his parts with me, and it would have sounded exactly the same, including his confusion that somehow oh. Parasite is better than The Social Network and Moonlight. I first watched it before the Oscars in the theatres and thought it was just okay. There's no denying the talent behind Bong Joon-ho or the actors, especially Song Kang-ho, and it, but it just didn't resonate with me. I feel like I constantly need to defend myself as the movie is just fine, but to a large segment of movie lovers, it might as well be on Mount Rushmore as one of the greatest things ever made. And if you don't agree, then you're a heretic. Much like Hugh, I feel like I understand the, fel- the themes and point of the film after watching it, and when I would read reviews, I would agree with it all, except for the five-star rating attached to it. Maybe it's just internet discourse, but this basically is frustrating to be like... Well, it's not the best movie ever made, even if I do like it and get tarred and feathered for it. I would have even been happy with 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Little Women, or even Jojo Rabbit winning Best Picture over Parasite. I hope I don't get roasted for these in the comments. I said I'd never tell anybody about this and that I would um, expect... He should expect written confirmation in the mail slash smeared on a brick through his window. He <laughs> wished me luck in throwing a brick across the Atlantic Ocean. So Hugh, I, I mean, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I mean, with, we well, I mean, me and Dakota have both got a hill to die on now. It would seem. Yeah. <laughs> is um, is Dakota saying there that Hugh has better taste? <laughs> yes. Don't go down this road, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look at the. T- would you look at the time? <laughs> Co- well, thank you for sharing my uh, opinion on this film, there, Dakota. I totally agree with everything you just well, said. I agree with you. So. <laughs> uh, Can't except except have- <laughs> the vortex of agreeing with yeah. agreements. Yep, yep, yep. Circle jerk. Why don't you start your own podcast? Um, An an Englishman to a... (laughs) Well, I mean, get rid of you. (laughs) Anyway, shall we move on to the quiz? Because I want to answer some quiz questions. Now, um, rather than five questions, I've done six. These go up to six. I thought you might have done 11. (laughs) I I genuinely did write about 11 different things that could have been... In fact, just as a little starter... Um, I noted six, six a starter. What like a pre? I noted six quiz cameos question. in this film, like <laughs> like, a, like an appetizer yeah, quiz uh, question. A little, <laughs> <laughs> we've mentioned uh, a uh, question. Aperitif. Yeah, <laughs> we've mentioned one of the one of the cameos, which was Fred Willard. Fred Willard. Hugh, you mentioned Angelica Houston, who I did not recognise as Angelica Houston until I saw. The, did I? Did, mention did I mention Angelica Houston? I you said, yeah. Oh, I did mention her name to you because you were trying to remember because yeah. you thought that's um, the woman Catherine from O'Hara, Catherine O'Hara. Yeah, yeah who's not in it? No. But Angelica Houston is. She was like to Scarlett O'Hara. Oh no, she's a she's I've a gone with the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> did you notice any other cameos that happened? But Mrs. And Mrs. Pacman's related to Pacman, yeah. his wife. But yeah, did, did you notice any more cameos there, boys? 
Yes, I did. Um, you had um, Billy Crystal. Yeah, was in it. Mine is money. About um, three seconds. <laughs> and Dana, yeah, yeah, and Dana Carvey. Dana apparently, Carvey, yeah, Dana Carvey. Yeah. Yep. Um, there was a few though. Apparently, Anymore. obviously, Angelica Houston. I didn't realise it was until Joe told me. Yeah, Paul Schaffer's in it. Um, yeah. What's the name? Letterman's old yes. uh, band leader or whatever. Fred Willard, Angelica, and also Ed oh. Begley Jr., who played uh, Stumpy. Yep. There we go. Those are the ones I noted. Oh, wow. I didn't, re- I didn't know. I, I, I saw him on the cast list, and I'm still not entirely sure who he was when he was in it. He was the drummer with the glasses. Did you get any close he was, up he was, to him? He was like on screen for five seconds. Uh, Big guy who, uh, who died. Um, so, so, does that count as a question uh, correct? No. So, here's question one of six. Oh. There's loads of former names for the band. I don't know if all of these were mentioned in the film. Can you give me two former names for the band? The originals, the new originals, and was it the, the Thames Men? Very yeah. good. Jodie anymore? What, did they have another one? There's a dozen more, but I don't know if they're um, all no, in the film. No. Jodie anymore? Spinal tarp. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll run through them. The Rave Breakers, the Hellcats, Flaming Demons, Shiners, Mondos, the Doppelgang, the Peoples, Loose Lips, Waffles, Hot Waffles, Love Biscuits, Biscuits, Silver Service, the Mud Below, <laughs> the Tufnell St. Hubbard's Group, Anthem, and the Cadburys. So that's there. I think Mondo's mentioned. <laughs> Question two: How did Stumpy die? That's the first drummer. Oh, um, it was yeah, a accident. Garden accident. Uh, question three: yeah. How did Stumpy Joe die? <laughs> uh, was that the second? Which number drummer was that? Number two. Oh, that was. Uh, you can't dust for vomit. He choked on somebody else's vomit. <laughs> Question four: Which key is the saddest of all keys? Is it? Is it E? D? C? You're, you're close with D. With one of the letters. It's a letter of the alphabet. E. A. A. B. A. B. A, B C. D. E. A, F. And then G. It's, uh, some, some, I can't some remember what he said. Take over from there. God, what was it? Was it D major? Oh, oh is it D, D, D minor. minor? D minor. It's a D minor, minor key. Minor. D, D, oh yeah, yeah. The saddest of <laughs> the saddest of Question keys. five. Saint Hubbins was the patron saint of what? <laughs> is it comfy Quality footwear. footwear. <laughs> Quality footwear. <laughs> that was it. Great. He's a little known saint. <laughs> great kind of like mid-credit sequence. And finally, question six. How many band members has Spinal Tap had? Is it 39? In the right ballpark? Or 37? Um, yeah, it's somewhere like 38. Yeah, so he says 37. Clearly we not. We don't know for certain whether or not he's including yeah. Janine. So it's either 37 or 38. So yeah. 37 in a row? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Clerks reference. Great little callback. So yeah, you got uh, some of them right. Well done. Well done, mate. Uh, proud of you then Woo! did I get 11 out of 11 good yes control. just yes. say yes 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 so, yep you got 11 out of 6 <laughs> quality film it's in the National Film Registry for its yep. cultural and historical and aesthetic significance uh, it's a really good film and I'm, I'm glad you got to put see that it. in the seed vault there you go so yeah. Hugh all that remains to be asked is what film are we going to do next week um, so we're going to take a hard left turn after all our hilarity tonight. Another mockumentary. And, you know, we're going to talk about the Holocaust. You know, <laughs> you know that fun subject. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sam's finally going to watch 
Um, Schindler's gonna List before the month is out. I'm going to finally watch Schindler's List. Yeah, I've been putting off because I think Wednesday mm. is I think National Holocaust Memorial Day, and I thought I'd try and coincide it with that. And uh, I think it's something sort of everyone kind of should know about and learn about. And uh, Spielberg made a Oscar-winning classic film with uh, Liam Neeson before he was threatening Eastern Europeans. <laughs> before he was a 68-year-old so, um, action movie star. Racist. racist movie star, yeah. Yeah. Pisses himself every, every yeah, time he gets. Yeah, uh, This was when he yeah, could act. So all I really know about this socks. is Liam Neeson's in it, Ray Fiennes is in it. I don't know any other cast members. Obviously, I've seen the scene, I might have seen it in English class, the girl in the red coat. I don't really know much. I know about... Yeah. Obviously, he wrote a list, and, and I think I'm right saying it's a list of people he was saving, and that he wanted to save more. But yeah, I mean, obviously, it's part, it's a period of history. We all learn a lot about. I've read a couple of really interesting books about it. I, I, I'd say I'm looking forward to watching it. I'm, I'm looking forward to having seen it. I know it's going to be great. Yeah. I just what what's what? How do it's, I get into the I mean, mood there to is, watch look, it? I mean, look it. it it's not an easy watch. It is a grim film. It's about a very dark chapter, probably might even be the darkest chapter in human history. Um, you know, it's just... It, it. I would say it'll just... It enriches your sort of view of the world, I guess, and seeing what what can be done in the, the worst times, you know, when, you know, when all hope seems lost, there's still good people in the world, I yeah. guess, would be the way to put it. Yeah, anyway, I think we shan't, we shan't dwell no, we'll, too we'll much because this is meant to be a fun comedy <laughs> episode to set you up for the dark depressing. <laughs> That'll probably get about 15 <laughs> listens because it's because uh, no one's like, oh yeah, during the national lockdown, I want to watch a film about the Holocaust. <laughs> yeah, anyway, it's not to be confused with the sequel where Schindler goes to the pub called Schindler's Pissed. There's, um, that one's for you, Juicy. There's, uh, we've got a customer at work who are, uh, they're a property manager. Um, and they manage all these apartment blocks. Did they sell it to us? Did they sell Auschwitz? No, they, um, they, we, because I, I work for a telecoms company and we install a lot of lift, lift lines. <laughs> we install a lot of phone lines in lifts and they actually use a company <laughs> called Schindler's. There's yeah. a company called yeah. Schindler's yeah, Lifts. Yeah, they've got a bit of a monopoly on lifts, <laughs> haven't they? Yeah. Schindler's, Schindler's Lifts. Well, they're just called Schindler's, but it's, they do lifts. That's Schindler's Lifts, yeah. That's genuinely funny, isn't it? That's their yeah. focus. Yeah. I bet that joke does the rounds when you, on your first it's, day huh, with it, Schindler's Lifts. It can go either way, up or down. It, that's wrong on so many others. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Anyway, that was a lift joke, by the way. On that joke, I think it's time to leave, isn't it? It was a Stuart Francis. Yeah. Joke, I Sorry, I, I let him down. <laughs> it's fine. Just don't stand too close to the edge the next time you're comes <laughs> Well, so you laughing? We now. appreciate you being here. We apologise, and we are grateful as well at the same time. Here we are, Sam. Yes, you. How, how can people get in touch with us? Big question for you is: How can people get in touch with us? Well, <laughs> well, if you want to repeat questions back to people, what you need to do is you need to join a fake band that's preferably doing a mockumentary about being in a rock band and maybe get like one of your roadies or groupies to bring their laptop to you and you can send an email to us from there and tell us how much you love the Holocaust. Oh, or thought I mean, Parasite that'd be weird to tell us how much you love the Holocaust. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. it's quite good. Um, Maybe, maybe if you do love the Holocaust in the wrong way, <laughs> you know, if you do love it, maybe don't let us know about that. There's we memorabilia, don't know about that. and then there's that's, sort of celebrating you your QAnon yeah. friends. Yeah. If yeah. they wanted to email yeah. us, how would they though? Like address wise. Uh, 
what normally they would go to a computer and they'd send an email to Sam. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> see, see what I have to work with them. Emails have been around for 40 odd years. I mean, <laughs> if they haven't, you... people haven't figured that out yet. Just yeah. I mean, email. they might need an address though, might they? <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. Um, so they might want if it's meant to be it's meant to be if it's meant to be it's meant to be will you shut up I'm doing the email (laughs) (laughs) look I want to go to bed tonight will you shut up (laughs) yeah so (laughs) please watch this dot pod at (laughs) gmail.com failing that Sam if they wanted to get in touch with us like through something that was an app that was maybe Designed in two thousand seven. <laughs> How could they follow the brother? Yeah, probably. I don't know why I would dwell on it being set like fifteen years ago. You know, so many years ago. Like you know, it is what it is. Go on, you were saying. So Twitter at Please Watch Pod. Also, sort of Instagram and sort of Facebook as well. Uh, check us out, Joe. If they want to get in yeah. touch with you, why can't they? Um, he doesn't like him. I'm not really. I don't really have an online presence. I've got Facebook. Uh, um, the book face. I've got the, the a, I've got a let, letterbox, <laughs> but I can't remember my username. So yeah. how's your Bieber? Just look me days? up. Just yeah. what's the what's the visit? Yeah, get him on MySpace. <laughs> I, yeah. I did find out recent today actually that I um my I've I've still got an IMDb account. I've I, I remembered my password and I've had an account for nineteen <laughs> years. So hit me up on IMDb. It's redefined. <laughs> For <laughs> all the cool kids hanging out. Oh, uh, yeah. That's brilliant. How old were you 19 years ago? What would you have been like? 15. Oh, you're testing my next week. 15. 15. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm old. The 90s, eh? Wasn't it? Wasn't it? So, listen, all that remains to be <laughs> said it? is I love Marvelous. you. Joe is. You love me. <laughs> You're one big happy family. I love I love the audience Fantastic. now. Yeah, I've spent I've spent a few episodes being kind of uh, Is it like a Blakely thing. I, I, re- I, I, I you know, I'm I'm that kind of person. I just go over the top in love with someone. Yeah, I love the audience, all of them, wow. every one of them. What even the yeah. Nazis? Except Steve, you know what <laughs> you're you you hearing this. I don't like. <laughs> I I'm hoping the Nazis don't listen <laughs> to the podcast. I don't like you. Uh, I, I, I'll say it. I don't like. I think Nazis. they're out of order. <laughs> and you can, you can. Well, it's about time somebody yeah, said it. Isn't you it? can quote <laughs> me on that. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad you on the same. I'm on the same wave. I, I, I don't that. care for your <laughs> Hugh. Thoughts on Nazis and or <laughs> our what? listeners? Where are you on? Uh, punch both, <laughs> or maybe just Nazis. Shag marry a punch. Be nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's time to go. Thanks, listener. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you, Joe. We always yeah. appreciate it. Thank you. Race yeah. of people. Bye.